I want you to um, think about the message tonight. It may seem like a very simple message and maybe you have heard it many times before. I actually had two sermons that I wanted to preach, but I didn't think you'd stay here that long for me to go through both of them. And I was trying to decide which one of those sermons to preach, but when Lucy handed me the sermon outline, told me this is what you're to preach, it was all settled then, you know. <laughs> I didn't have to make any more decisions. But when I have uh, done visitation throughout the years, sometimes when I would knock on a door and I would tell people that I was from a certain church and I was a pastor there and that I had come to visit with them, often I would ask them a question. And this is the question that I would ask them. Have you been born again? And in many, many cases, they had no idea what you're talking about. If you would ask them, are you saved? They might say, well, sure, I was born in America. I've had them tell me that. Well, being born in America doesn't make you a Christian any more than being born in a garage would make you an automobile. You know, it's got a lot more to it than that. So I want to speak to you tonight on the new birth. Because I believe every child of God ought to know for sure how to explain the new birth to a person who does not understand what that means. And sometimes I think even God's people are confused as to how to explain what it means to be born again. And I want you to turn your Bibles to the Gospel of John chapter 3. And in John chapter 3, I want to read the first seven verses to begin with. Now this um, chapter of the Bible contains messages from two great preachers. Number one, Jesus. And number two, John the Baptist. Can't get two better ones than that. So this is a marvelous chapter that we find in the Bible. The Bible says, beginning in verse one, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabboni, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter 
into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Then skip down to verse 27, and you have another person preaching. This is John the Baptist now. John answered and said, a man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. I want you to remember that. That's an important statement. Then verse 31, he that cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all. Then skip down to verse 36. He that believeth on the Son of God hath everlasting life. He that believeth not the Son of God shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth upon him. You may be seated. So we have two great preachers here, Jesus and John the Baptist. And of course, they're dealing with the subject of people's lives being totally and completely changed by faith in Jesus Christ. And Jesus calls that experience being born again. And Jesus emphasizes the importance and the absolute necessity of being born again. Being born again literally means being born from above. And that's why in these verses where John speaks, he talks about heaven, he talks about above and so forth. Because the new birth is a birth from above. Uh, it is a extremely important message for man to hear today. We don't hear too many sermons on being born again. We hear people say, well, I believe about Christ, but that won't get you to heaven, folks, to believe about Christ. One of the important things we need to understand about the Bible is the way God said what he said. And here in the third chapter, John said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't say believe about the Lord Jesus. In verse 16, it says, he that believeth in. So the word in and the word on is very important. I could have um, Brother Gaddis invite me to this uh, platform to sit here in one of these chairs and I could look at the chair and I could, he could tell me some things about the chair and I could say to him, you know, I believe 
That's a good chair. I, I believe that chair will hold me up, but I don't sit in it. I'm only believing about that chair. That's not what is said in John 3. He didn't say believe about the Lord Jesus. He said believe in. He said believe on. See? That's what causes a person to be born from above. Now, when I sit in the chair and I get all 175 pounds of pure muscle on the chair, now I'm believing on the chair. I'm believing in the chair. I am trusting the chair to support me. So it's very important how God said a thing. That's why you have no business changing the Bible. Because you lose the way God said something. Being born again or being born from above is an absolute necessity for Jesus said ye must be born again. It's not a choice. It's an absolute necessity. Without the new birth, you perish. That's what this passage of scripture emphasizes. It's a terrible thing to perish, an awful thing to perish. Eternal perishment. Without the new birth, you can't see the kingdom of God and you cannot enter the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God is the highest kingdom there is. And we're going to get to why that's important before I'm finished. Actually, being born from above is the only way you can get to God. You can't get to God by joining a church or being a religious person or doing good works. You've got to be born again, born from above, or you can't see or enter the kingdom of God. If you're here without Christ tonight, you never will get to the kingdom of God. You never will even see the kingdom of God unless you are born from above, born again. Because Jesus emphasized flesh is flesh. And that's all it's ever going to be. When you were born, you were born of flesh. You were born into the world. You were born into a human kingdom. You can't get out of that kingdom into the kingdom of God unless you're born from above. You see, that's how critical it is. The birth in the flesh puts you in this world, but it won't get you in God's kingdom. Nothing about being born of the flesh is of sufficient value to get you into the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. 
To enter God's kingdom, therefore, you must be born from above. Born from above by the power of the Holy Spirit. Bible says in verse 13 of John 3, And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. So if he had not come down, we would not be able to go up. See? Then look at verse 27 again. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it be given him from above, from heaven. So the new birth is not something that you find here on the earth. It's something that comes down from God in heaven. And it enables you to get out of the flesh into a spiritual new higher, highest realm that, that exists. To enter God's kingdom, you've got to be born from above, therefore. You can't jump into the kingdom of God. You can't work your way into the kingdom of God. Tonight I want to give you what I'm going to hope will be a clear illustration of being born from above. When God created all things, he did it in a very unique way. There are many different kingdoms. When God created everything, that's the way he made them. He made them in kingdoms. Now, you're going to have to use your imagination along with me tonight. I'm standing in my house. You have to accept the fact that this is my house here. Over here is my living room and so forth. And out here, I have a good-sized piece of land, and I want to put a garden in there. And I only want to grow one thing. I want to grow carrots. I don't know if you like carrots, but I like carrots. And the reason I want these carrots is when it comes time for me to take the carrots out of the ground, I want to give them to my wife and I want her to make a big carrot cake because I like carrot cake especially if it has big, heavy, thick icing all over it, running down the sides, see. So I'm, I'm dreaming about this cake that I want, this carrot cake. And I've got a, a, a space out here where um, I can go down and get me some carrot seeds and plant them in the ground. Now, the carrot is a member of the vegetable kingdom, right? Vegetable kingdom. 
And I want my carrot to have some minerals in it. Now the minerals are down there at a lower kingdom than the carrot or the vegetable kingdom. Now the minerals cannot leap into that carrot seed. Can't do that. It can't of its own efforts and own accord and own power get out of the mineral kingdom into the vegetable kingdom. But guess what? That little seed can germinate and it can form itself in such a way that it reaches down into the vegetable, the, the mineral kingdom, a kingdom below it. And you know what it's going to do? It's going to grab some minerals for my carrots. That makes my cake a lot better. See, so a birth from above from the carrot gets the mineral out of the mineral kingdom into the vegetable kingdom. You see that? Well, so I plant the seed. I weed my garden. I give it the proper watering. I take care of it. And I long for the day when I can have this special huge carrot cake. Not even going to invite anybody over. I'm going to eat the whole thing. I'm just dreaming about it. And I go out there on the porch and I look to see how it's doing. And it's, it's, it's doing fine. It's progressing. It has given minerals a birth from above and it's got minerals in it. And one day I look at that carrot garden and I say to myself, it's almost ready. <laughs> I think tomorrow I can gather the carrots up and give them to my wife and the pleasure and the joy and the happiness begins. So that night I go to bed sleeping, dreaming about a carrot cake. About all the thick icing that flows over the side of it. I get up kind of early because I'm anxious. <laughs> I want to get out there and get those carrots. So I go out there and all my carrots have disappeared out of the garden. And I'm going to have to uh, um, apologize if, if, you're, if you have a rabbit as a pet. <laughs> I can't help it that, my, that a rabbit got into my garden, into my carrots. It just happened that way. But there is a rabbit over in the corner of the garden, bloated. <laughs> His, he is totally full of carrots. He even smells like a carrot. He's got carrot breath. Now, I don't believe 
that those carrots, members of the vegetable kingdom, leaped out of the vegetable kingdom into the animal kingdom. The animal kingdom was a higher kingdom than the vegetable kingdom. What had to happen is that that animal kingdom, a higher kingdom, had to reach down and get my carrots and fill his stomach with my carrots. It had to have a birth from above. Those carrots had to have a birth from above. That's the way kingdoms work. One kingdom lower than the other has to have a birth from the kingdom above it if it's going to get into it. See? Well, I'm pretty upset because I'm looking at that guy and he's kind of got a sinister smile on his face. And then I remember in that closet over there, I got a gun. Now I say, I apologize if you have a rabbit as a pet. So I get my gun out and I put one bullet in the chamber and I go out there and I aim very carefully and I put that bullet right between his eyes. Then I skin him and I cut him up into some pieces and I give him to my wife and I said, fry him. And she gets him all fried, big plate of rabbit. But he looks kind of like the color of carrots. <laughs> and when I taste the meat, it kind of has the flavor of a carrot without the cake and without the, all of the nice trimmings that go with it. What have I done? Now, he cannot on that plate leap into my mouth because he's in a, if you understand what I'm saying, the evolutionary theory is completely destroyed by the way God made these kingdoms. So he, he couldn't leap out of that plate into my mouth. I had to reach down and give him a birth from above. So the animal kingdom got into the human kingdom by the human kingdom's effort, not by the animal kingdom's effort. There is no evolutionary process. One kingdom gets into another kingdom that's above it by a birth from above. So pretty soon I'm full of rabbit that tasted like a carrot. Now I'm a member of the human kingdom, folks. I think everybody here is a member of the human kingdom. I don't see any aliens here, don't recognize any. You were born of the flesh. You were born into the human kingdom. There is nothing that you in the flesh can ever do to reach 
the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God is higher than the human kingdom. Just as all these other kingdoms had to be taken from the kingdom above it, a birth had to take place in order for them to get into that lower kingdom, from that lower kingdom into the higher kingdom. So the flesh is the flesh. I am born in sin. I'm conceived in iniquity. I am unrighteous and unholy. And so are you. But Jesus came down. See, God sent his son down. <laughs> and Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will what? Draw all men unto me. A birth from above is possible to get out of the human kingdom into the divine kingdom. See, ye must be born again. I cannot work my way out of the human kingdom into the kingdom of God. I cannot join some religion that will do that for me. I must be born from above. God must come down that I might go up. That's what being born again means. It means that you have allowed the Son of God to enter into your heart and miraculously separate you from the world, the flesh, the human kingdom, and make you a member of the family of God, the kingdom of God, so that when you leave this flesh, you go to spend eternity in the kingdom of our God. That's the only way you can ever reach into that highest and glorious kingdom. Ye must be born again. You see, God's people need to know this well enough that you can start explaining it to unsaved people. Because when they say, after you ask them, have you been born again? I don't know what you mean. We need to be able to tell them what we mean. We need to be able to sit down and explain that to them so that they're not just believing about, but they're believing in. They're believing on. They're being lifted out of the flesh into the spirit and made a member of the kingdom of God. Every child of God knows somebody who is not born again. You can think of their names right now. Tonight, you ought to be at the altar taking their name before the Lord in prayer and asking God to give you the opportunity 
to explain to them what it means to be born again. That's the work of Christians. And that's not the work of just missionaries and preachers. That's the work of all of God's people. And you run into people that your preacher will never have a chance to meet. You run into people every day that you are the only Christian that they will perhaps ever come in contact with. And don't miss the opportunity to tell them how to get out of the kingdom of the human race. It's a horrible kingdom. <laughs> There's nothing complimentary about the kingdom of man. But you can get out of the kingdom of man by receiving Christ as your Savior and the Spirit of God will lift you out of the flesh and put you in the Spirit. If you're here and you're not saved, that's what Jesus offers you tonight. He offers you a birth from above, a glorious, wonderful birth from above. Shall we pray? Tonight as our heads are bowed, I wonder how many believers say, you're right, preacher, I know somebody by name that is not born again. I'm, I need to be more concerned about them. Would you pray for me? Anybody like that all over the audience? Yes, many hands all over the audience. Bring their names to the altar tonight. Bow before God and ask him to help you reach that person with the message of being born again, being born from above. Thank God for those who are already coming. If you're here tonight and maybe this is the first time you've heard about being born again, born from above, you're not saved. Maybe you're religious. Maybe you're a church member. Maybe you're trying to work your way to heaven. But you say, preacher, I, I never realized I need what you've talked about. I need to be born again. Would you pray for me? Anyone like that? Just lift up your hand. If I don't see it, God will. I need to be born again, preacher. I've been religious. I've been a church member. I try to do good things, but I've never been born from above. I've never been born again. Anybody like that in the audience tonight? Let's stand together for prayer. The invitation starts as we pray and then we'll sing. Our Heavenly Father, we come to Thee in Jesus' name. We thank Thee for the fact that You sent Your Son down and that He came to give us birth from above, out of the old flesh, out of the old life, into the kingdom of God. We pray for any here who might be unsaved, they might come and receive that birth from above. We pray for God's people that we might become greater burdened to reach those who have not been born again. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. The invitation is for those of you who are still not here as we sing an invitation hymn. Would you come?